0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Yinznat. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, with your host, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sans and memes, and the maestro of wood, Tony.
1: It's a party time, it's party time, best time of the year. What's up? How are you doing? Uh, Living the dream. If by dream, nightmares are also kind of included in there as well. Yeah.
0: Living the dream. Loving it. Yeah. I'm living the dream too. <laughs> We're trying to, you know, um, you know, it's been a while since we really talked that <laughs> <It> wasn't face to face. Right. <laughs> if you think about it. So, you know, for those loyal listeners, um, we did have a treat recently where uh, Tony was able to come visit and we got the hangout and, have a lot to drink and watch a lot of fucking <laughs> TV. <laughs> yeah. We got caught up on all this shit.
1: I had my Sheets cheese sticks, which was incredibly yeah. important.
0: You can't visit PA and not go to Sheets and get some fucking cheese sticks. Right.
1: That was pretty much first order of business. Yeah. Get that out of the way early. Also, uh, one of the very first things I did upon my arrival at my parents' place was a uh, Sincere's pizza all to myself.
0: Oh, really? Did you, did you wolf it down?
1: The entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't that I selfishly hoarded it, although that makes a really good visual. I had offered to share, but my parents had just had like pizza leftovers two days before. And they were like, we're all pizzaed out. This is all you. They went with a the subs, the hoagies that mm. Sinceres has. So I went with like the shredded hot sausage stuff that they put on there that I have been yearning for for a long time. And the medium pizza had that delivered. Actually, no, my dad went up and picked it up because it's like three blocks away. Went up, picked well, that I up. I thought
0: they don't deliver it in anyway. I have no idea. They used I- to,
1: and it used to be like the same old guy. Who would deliver this pizza all the time? He had like a white car would deliver and bring the pizza up, and what like it was a thing because white he was Veronica, so consistent. Yeah. No, it, it was like a white Crown Vic, <laughs> which was hysterical because we used to say it was like the cop car delivering us pizza.
0: Hey, you know, can you get some donuts with that pizza?
1: Yeah, just just a pit stop. Pick up your donuts. You know where it is. Yeah, uh, but that shows how long it has been since I've had this, or since I've experienced the Sinceres miracle. Because I have no idea if they deliver or not. It just was you waited for them to be able to have the free delivery person to send it. Or my dad just drives like three blocks, walks in, picks it up when it's ready in 15 minutes and brings it home. So he does his own delivery. Yeah, that was what happened. And it was incredible. Sat there. I think we were watching one of the hockey games or something as I just tore this thing up. And I was like, hey, you guys want some pizza? And they were like, no, we do not want pizza. I was like, good. All for me
0: <laughs> you know what i i don't think i could sit there and eat a whole pizza anymore
1: i can and i regret it every time
0: okay now let me let me get back let, let me like step back a minute i could eat like a DiGiorno or frozen pizza like mm-hmm. you know the aldi's pizza yeah i could probably fucking crush that if i order a pizza from somebody somebody you know like r&b's or jet's I eat three, four pieces tops. Like I can't eat a whole pizza anymore. I mean, I, I do miss the times where we'd go to Vento's and then go back to my house and we each eat eight slices of fucking. Oh yeah, Sicilian yeah, Sicilian.
1: Pizza. Like it was, it was a bread brick that just sat in your stomach. Yes. Yeah. The the uh, medium pizza from Sinceres is comparable to like what you would get at Aldi's. One of those. Okay. Uh, DiGiorno pizzas. It's not the big, like large one, even though I thought like challenge accepted. No, I would have failed that <laughs> miserably because by the end of this, I hit that point when you're eating where you know you're full, but you still want more because it tastes so good. And I was like, when is the next time I'm going to be able to have this pizza? Mm-hmm. Probably a long time from now. So I'm just going to shovel this into my mouth and make my body suffer through it because it tasted so awesome. And I did. It was like achievement unlocked. And yeah, uh, yeah that um, that evening was a little unpleasant, but totally worth it.
0: You're like, OK, this can and be it, painful for a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> right. And the next time it comes along, it'll be long past and I'll have forgotten the consequences of my initial actions. And I'll be like, hey, this is great. I should do this and rush headlong into eating another medium pizza all by myself.
0: Yeah the one thing like, like I do that with jets, like I was doing that where I'd get jets pizza and then I would eat like as much as possible. I couldn't finish it all, but it's like, you know, you get like four slices and honestly you should only eat two, maybe two and a half, you know, three, if you're like really hungry, you shouldn't go over three because that is just a log. That, oh yeah. That is not lubed. <laughs> I go, I go with, Skip lunch when I
1: know we're getting Jets pizza in the evening. Skip Mm -hmm. lunch. That way I can have four of the slices of the Sicilian with the Cajun spices and everything. And uh, Cajun
0: spice is fucking great on that crust.
1: It's incredible. And I won't have any alternative to it. That is my go-to order now. Mm -hmm. Sprinkle a little bit of red pepper on top. You're good to go. Yeah. four, Four slices. And then I can have the remainder sitting in the fridge for lunch the next day, like lunch Mm -hmm. and dinner the next day. That's how I work with jets because I have tried the like jets Sicilian challenge and have failed miserably.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Now I want jets. Damn you. I I am here to preach the gospel of jets. Yeah. I I don't want to go get it. I don't want to go to Dormont. No offense to Dormont.
1: Well, that's the thing. It is so far away from you where here it's a 20 minute delivery. Like we call up and 20 minutes later, it's there at the door. It's wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's one thing I'm jealous about. I mean, I, I could go and do like, I think it's on Uber Eats. that I can get Jets pizza, but it's, you know, for the pizza that you would get for like 15 or $16, it's like now $30. And I don't want to spend $30 on a Jets pizza just because I'm fucking lazy. I mean, I, I do that with other things. <laughs> like I would go and fucking order like cheesecake factory and just get like two or three slices and just have that all weekend because I can exactly well, I can't anymore because doctors like oh you got to stop all of that shit that you're doing right now
1: you know all of that stuff that is fun and makes life worth living you have to stop it right now be miserable with the rest of us
0: yeah my like it was funny because uh, I was in L.A. And I got a call, I got a call from my doctor and I'm like, Hey, um, okay. They're like, Hey, regarding your, uh, recent tests, uh, you need to go on a low carb diet and like we're upping some meds and yeah, you need to stop what you're doing. And it's like, so you want me to stop the only thing I eat? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? So yeah. So now I'm all like, stressed out about it and a little bit like paranoid that like every fucking ache or something is like, I'm dying.
1: <laughs> See that's, you gotta, you gotta have a complete shift of perspective mm-hmm. and just accept it. Like I did, like you want me to, again, sacrifice all of the salt and all of the good stuff and all the fats and stuff that make life worth living in order for me to, lengthen the time that i'm living but living miserably by not being able to partake of that no no i'll tell you what tell you what just prescribe me uh, medicines that will keep the pain down and i'll just die earlier but i'll enjoy the life that i have and die earlier instead of living in a miserable existence by not being able to take anything with salt or carbs or fat or msg or like whatever whatever you pick no doc i i get it i love the advice that's great i'm gonna do the bad shit just give me something that'll end it quicker
0: you really don't like life
1: do you at this point of the game no i'm pretty much checked out i'm done
0: (laughs) uh the thing is i don't know if you're joking or if you're serious right now and that's a little bit frightening (laughs) and um i'm sorry viewers for this you know turn of events
1: so morbid
0: (laughs) yeah um I mean, I don't want to die, but I also don't want to change because change is bad.
1: Right. I got into these grooves because they're grooves. Usually that's because I'm lazy and I don't want to change anyway, or change is scary and I don't see any benefit to it. But Mm -hmm. I'm here the way I am because there's a whole lot of years that built up to this. So Mm -hmm. I've got some inertia here. You're not going to be able to really push me out of that groove unless I really want to. And my motivation to change mm, pretty much all time low.
0: And does that have to do because of the pandemic or part of it? Because shit got like shut down and like, you know, all that shit. I would say yes, but probably not for the reasons you're thinking of. I
1: would say so. My hypothesis on this whole situation is I saw just how fucking awesome the pandemic life was. It was incredible. I didn't have to deal with people. I didn't have to deal Mm -hmm. with stupid bullshit. All of the um, extracurricular shit that was weighing on me from a day-to-day basis, just gone. Gone. Between that and working from home remotely, I realized I don't have to deal with people face-to-face. And it was incredible. And I want to return to that world because it was so nice. Having to go out and get my own fucking groceries and shit and deal with people that are masks, maskless right now. No, thanks. I don't want to see people's ugly mugs. I do that from home. Watch YouTube, watch Disney Plus, have my shit delivered to me. Be like, what is it, the The recliner people in Wally. Sure. Bring me my giant child size big gulp and I'm going to call it good until something explodes inside of me. And then I don't know, just like mop up what's left. Use a push broom to shove me into an incinerator or something and move on to the next. That's a roundabout saying that, yeah, the pandemic situation probably affected my outlook of things.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that people turn to us for like the bright side of things. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, I love being able to provide these motivational speeches and this amount of optimism to all of our listeners.
0: You are the utmost optimistic person I've ever met right. I should put this shit on like Facebook with yes.
1: uh sunshine and flowers and stuff as a motivational post.
0: Yeah. Okay. So getting back to <laughs> having like, like little faith in humanity and, and overall depressed, depression, depressiveness. I don't know. I, whatever the fucking word is. I am. I'm, I'm tired. I watched that documentary about uh, the, the, January 6th was it January 6th yeah Um, yeah Uh, the documentary on HBO about it it's like six hours or four hours or something I don't remember what's called offhand and just seeing the behind the scenes of what was going on and like all the footage from all those fucking yahoos that like stormed the Capitol and it's like seriously like that is America and it's so fucking disturbing.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That there is even a cycle around to have a documentary about this and the people directly involved are able to watch that instead of either being executed or being in jail. Yeah. It's disturbing that they can see themselves on there and be like, Haha, look at
0: what I did. It, and just, I mean, I lived through it. You know, I was, I was present with it all going down. Well, yeah, you're and, you're older than like two years old, so sure. Yeah, so <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like just watching it and and just seeing how these people are just so blind. They just, I, I just, I don't identify with them at all. Like, there's nothing. I don't understand like how you can have those thoughts, you know, to where like you're trying to to fucking like beat up police and, and, and go after senators because you're not getting what you want. It's like, I mean, we had the, like majority of the country didn't want Trump in office to begin with, like when he got in and we followed the system and, and did what, you know, we're supposed to do. Cause like, you know, yeah, like our voice, you know, was silenced for a while, but we at least had the opportunity to, to like do that and for these people to just be like i don't like the outcome fuck this we're like you know overthrowing the government and you know trump spearheading it and all it's just like ugh. people just want to belong to something and they don't even care what it is <laughs> they could be like stomping babies' heads and then they're like yeah we're for it we're for it you know it's just like I, I don't I just don't I, I don't get it. it it just really fucking upset me just watching this this documentary and just that this is the, our country so
1: yep is what it is now it's awesome isn't it knowing that no you it's can't not trust your neighbor to even have a uh, candid conversation about shit
0: yeah just with everything just the way society is everything is like on tiktok and and everyone has their like five seconds of fame somewhere and or this or that whatever it's just in and, and if you you know I know you're not on Facebook much but if you scroll on Facebook and you watch a video and then there's like a stream of other videos that come up after and they do it to suck you in which like of course everyone gets sucked into a point and it's just like and all it is is these TikToks and other videos and people like everyone's trying to deceive everybody and and trick everybody and tear people down. And it's just like, this is like, what happened to this country and just to society? I mean, it's just like, everyone's just trying to be famous. And this is just, this is just so shitty. It's so shitty of a time. It really is. See my self-imposed isolation starts looking more and more attractive. Doesn't it? Well, I mean, the thing is like, I I like isolation to an extent because I do need my own personal time in my own bubble to do whatever it is I need to do just because like, you know, I suffer through depression and sometimes you just don't want to be around people and, and shit. So, so like you deal with all that. I also love traveling and going places and, and talking to people. I like bringing people together and the pandemic, you know, really hurt me there because it's just like, we weren't allowed to like get together and do shit and that sucked. So I feel like I'm more like anxiety ridden now than I was before, because it's just like, you have this whole fucking pandemic thing you're thinking about, but then there's forget how to fucking be social because everything is online. And then like, you know, anxiety and all depression and all that other shit fucking builds on top of all that. And then it's just like, it it just, yeah. So I I can understand to a point why you're just like fuck it just give me the fucking death pills and like just (laughs) kill me slowly (laughs) yeah so uh, painlessly you know futurama suicide booth yes
1: sure sure it's it's 25 cents Mm
0: -hmm. all you need that's all you need
1: and and if Um, you put that quarter on a string you can even get that back as a refund
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but i don't know where you're gonna spend it yeah
1: the, not not going to be my concern after that.
0: You're trying to save a, a quarter for somebody who finds your body.
1: It's, it's just screwing the man. That's all.
0: <laughs> man, we just went down a dark road today, didn't we? Uh,
1: Yay. Yeah, hey, no plans. And it was just this is the way the car veered right well, off the I, bridge.
0: I, I actually have a list of things I wanted to talk about.
1: Oh, awesome. Because I don't. Let's go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we already got we, we're we're working our way there so so yeah anyway i just i want i really want this country in this world to be a better place and i know that there's just too many fucking people with their own agendas doing their own thing to get money and power and fame and whatever it's just like just try to like respect people around you because like we all have to like live together on this planet. And I mean, there's things that like, I, like friends and neighbors do that's just like, what the fuck are you doing? But it's just like, you know, whatever. People be nice. All right. And that's enough for that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I do have an update for Ace Watch 2022.
1: Nice what has happened in the like what last month or so since we actually recorded one of these.
0: Okay. So it was a nice cool day. It was at knob Hill. It was a devotional round and we got to hole seven. I wasn't particularly playing all that well. I mean, I had some good drives, but like my putting was shit. My putting has been shit lately. Get up the whole seven after i think i got like a double bogey on the hole before and i'm like okay only birdies and aces out and then i was the last to tee up and i threw this nice fucking line drive right down past that big fucking tree in the middle like 40 feet away <laughs> and it, it was low but i'm like it, it it could get a good skip and man it just fucking bounced right in front of the basket perfectly and just jumped right into the center of the chains and sat in the basket. And that would be my 28th ace of my career and third of the year. And it also got me $240 for the ace pot. Cha-ching! That's a really good ace. Yeah, so, I mean, all the hookers and blow. Because, you know, just... (laughs) No, actually, I... um. No hookers and blow. I just got a new guitar amp. Worthwhile. I know. Good it, spender. I know, that's, yeah, I know that's exciting for some people. Um, but yeah, I've been playing guitar more. So I, um, I liked my amp, but I felt that what I was trying to do, I warranted a different type of connection, an amp. And I went to Guitar Center and did some research and talked to some people. And I got a Blackstar. And it sounds really good. It's a tube amp. And um, it goes well with my PodGo and my um, guitars, so I'm really excited. And thank you to everybody who puts in for the Ace Pot because it's nice when you win, you, you hit one and you you get money because that's always fun. It's not the first time I've gotten money for an Ace, and I hope it won't be the last. So I, I got a tour to fund. Good <laughs> yeah. deal.
1: At least, at least the um, Aces are ex- not just a number that's going up it was actually earning you new fun stuff to play with
0: yeah it was exciting cuz it's been a it's been a while my my last one was in february i believe or wasn't no march it was march anyway yeah that was good i i was nice so thank you and yesterday i was playing really good at shenley for my league round and i get the whole 17 and i fucking get a double bogey i ended and i ended with a fucking 11 under so if i wouldn't have gotten that double bogey if i would at least part it i would have been 13 under and that would have been i think that would have been my best one of my best rounds um at Shenley and league i don't know if i got 14 under i think it was 13 under, but i did shoot a 15 under at Shenley once this year not for league but for practice round and also like, I would say like my aim was really good. I was, I, I would say that there was like four or five holes that I was really close of acing as well. Cause like it was, it was close. So.
1: And you're talking about your putting being shit just, just for some context, every hole at Shenley is a par three. So yeah. getting a minus 15 on that means that you are getting the disc in the basket on average, at least like, two thirds to three quarters of the time that you throw in two shots. Yeah. So drive, putt, drive, putt. I think my best ever at Shenley was like a plus eight. I might be exaggerating there. Cause it's been forever since I played Shenley, but like I pars across the board with bogeys because, well, first off I'm fucking terrible, but second, you have to be good at putting in order to actually make the twos on some of those longer holes especially with the amount of trees that are there because they like to move and get in the way of your discs.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially when you get into the back in the woods, like the, the front is pretty open. Like the first like six holes, man, I fucking threw my Calvin Heimberg destroyer that I got when I went to the uh, Delwood um, park. Um, the one that we went to in Chicago. So like when I went there, I got these discs and they're fantastic. And I've been throwing them on that hole. And not throwing them too hard, but man, I fucking I've fucking come close to getting that one. (laughs) It's like it's it's happening this year. I'm going to get it as long as the basket doesn't move. I'm getting it.
1: I'm telling Jay Gary, don't change the basket. Leave it where it is.
0: Well, I mean, it will will probably change next month. So
1: because that's what they
0: do. They change. Well, I think they need to. They change some baskets like every month because you have to keep it the same for like a month or so same layout so yeah but anyway yeah I'm, I'm playing good i have a I have a tournament that i'm playing this year which i'm uh, kind of excited about because i don't do tournaments and i also i'm um, i i'm excited to see the pros come here as well because uh there's the beaver it, it, the the pfdo is now beaver something fucking tournament whatever so uh i'm i'm excited to see some of the pros come and play uh north boundary because you haven't seen north boundary but north boundary is a fucking killer of a course it's so it's difficult it still needs a little bit of um like lanes cleared but i'm excited to see the pros play it because there's the elevation on that course is just sick and i'm i'm fucking dying after this this course so to see it See play, you know players, you know pros do it. I'm just excited to see how how in shape they are, because I know that shit fucking hurts. Uh, another thing that I was thinking about. So I went to LA, LA. Did you ever get tacos in L A. Because you haven't had tacos unless you had tacos in L A. <laughs> um. So went to LA to see Pearl Jam which I'm so glad I did I had one of the fucking best times it was a great time and you know got to see a lot of friends got to see Pearl Jam play twice the night I got down there ended up going to see Royal Blood at one of the theaters there which was fantastic they put on a great show ended up getting tattoos (laughs) Not one, two, because uh, I need symmetry in my life. So, like, I needed one on one arm and one on another arm because I couldn't. That would make not you lopsided. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's all like equilibrium and staying balanced and focused and shit. So that's Dinosaur. very, very meta. Yes, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Look at me <laughs> being all like somewhat spiritual, but not like religious or shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got to see. Pearl Jam, it was great. Uh, they put on a good show. Not as as long as they've done in the past. They they were averaging, I'd say, thirty to thirty two songs in previous tours, and this tour so far they've done like I'd say like twenty one to twenty four, depending on the show. So, well, I mean, so it hasn't are, been. They are
1: getting older, and they've got to get home in time to watch Matlock. So yeah, I it's know. to be expected. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> it's funny i made a joke about matlock earlier this week and it's funny that you brought matlock up that's <laughs> <laughs> what i do yeah you know bringing shit up anyway so yeah it was a great time some of the cool things i got to do like in and out burger <laughs> kitty cat
1: yep yeah she busted on the door and came in and wandered around and now she's making a guest spot on the podcast.
0: So yeah, in an Burger, it was fantastic. You know, every time I go, it's just as good as the last time. I I can't say enough good things about it. I also went to Hollywood stars tattoo and that's where I got my tattoos. Very nice guy. I can't remember his name. I'm horrible at names. Everyone knows that. So I apologize. Uh, Did a great job. I'm healing up. I'm actually contemplating what i'm getting next because eric improta uh the drummer from Night verses and um fever 333 uh he does all kinds of different art like line art and I-, I can't remember exactly what it's called but he does all kinds of different designs and everything and he does them on guitars as well and sells them from Sh- schecter i think the company is mm-hmm. and um so he he designed one and then was selling it on the site and I inquired about it because I, I'm i genuinely interested in, you know, purchasing one of these guitars at some point in time because, I mean, the artwork is fucking beautiful. Uh, his art page on Instagram is Hexwave, if you want to check it out. But he, he does such a fantastic job and, and so I, I inquired about, you know, the price of it and whatever and then I also, like... Asked the question, you know, uh, about designing tattoos, because like, I really like the line art and stuff that he does. And I would like to get something to complement the art that I already have. And so, I mean, just looking at some of the designs he put up on, on the uh, Hexway, if uh, I, like, I really like a couple of those. I'm like, oh man, you can get something like that on, on my arms. That'd be cool. That'd be really fucking cool. So like I messaged him about the guitar and mentioned that and um, he's on tour right now i think in paris with fever 333 he did respond and i'm excited that like when he gets back you know there's a chance that like we i might get something commissioned from him so Neat. that's exciting special so, yeah.
1: made for ace king Andy tattoo design
0: yeah i mean that would be really cool i don't know like i wasn't really mentally prepared to get one and the ones i got were small but man there was a couple times where it's like oh man this fucking hurts this really fucking hurts and i'm keeping my cool you know and i i know i got it on like the meat where it's not gonna hurt as bad so i know as soon as i go like like under forearm whatever it just like i'm a pussy with that shit like if it gets near my wrists like i know i'm just gonna be fucking like (laughs) no i i'm I'm gonna have to be impaired uh (laughs) so yeah anyway tattoos they're addicting that's why you never got one right tone
1: that is the exact reason why I didn't get one is because I knew yeah. that I would not be able to stop.
0: Yeah, I know
1: it's, it's like um, Pringles.
0: Yeah. That's why you don't buy them anymore. Cause like, if you get one, it's like, well, this can's gone right in the once other you, can in the backup can I got too.
1: Yeah. It's like buy one, get one. That's like just one big can. You, yeah. Once, once you pop, you
0: can't stop. Nope. So yeah. Tattoos. They were great. Also got to go to Randy's donuts you know, all the fucking movies that are in LA and they have anything to do with fucking donuts. There's usually a picture of Randy's fucking donuts with that big fucking donut on the top of the store. Okay. First off donuts. Okay. The, the place it's a really cool, interesting place. It's small. It's smaller than I expected. Uh, the donut looks cool. It it definitely looks like it was a tire shop at some point. And then they just said, fuck it, make it a donut shop, (laughs) you know? So it it is, it is cool. The donuts were huge. They were big. They were big fucking donuts and they were fantastic. I can't stress enough. If you ever go to LA and you have a donut hankering, you should go to Randy's donuts and no, they're not, fucking paying me anything for this they didn't give me any free donuts or or anything this is free publicity for all of my uh, all of our um <laughs> local friends who if you ever go to randy's go there you know la go to randy's so i will say this you get the donuts like early in the morning or afternoon the sun's baking in the car and everything. You leave, you go shopping and you get back in the car and you have a donut. It feels like it just came out of the fucking oven. It's so like warm and just it, it, it's perfect. So I highly recommend getting donuts and just leave them in your car for whenever you get a hankering for a donut. You could just reach over and it's like a fresh fucking donut.
1: Nice. They taste like they just came out of an oven because in that heat, your car is an oven
0: another thing i did get to do was go to the hollywood forever cemetery not the like most luxurious place to go or you know no one really goes like hey i want to go to a fucking cemetery you know i'm visiting this you know i want to go to cemetery but i mean the tenants there
1: are really really lazy it's not like they do their own maintenance
0: no (laughs) i mean i mean seriously they paid all that money and they just lay there you know
1: yeah just soaking it all in
0: yeah And I will say this, the the grounds of that place was was beautiful. They really had this cool layout. I got to see this this like majestic horse that had fucking glitter hoofs. I'm not kidding. Like it had glitter hoofs. It was like the was it Sleeping Beauty or or like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty when whatever one was in that glass case and I guess was it Prince Charming or whatever kissed her or whatever, like in the glass case and she comes to life or whatever. It's been a while since I've seen these movies. So I'm only going off by like memories that I can't even, I'm sure. So anyway, it was in this glass case. That's where they put the casket and the horse in front of it was was this majestic white glitter hoofed horse had like, Oh my God. I keep saying like so much. It's annoying me. (laughs) It was it was really cool and uh, the horse's name was Ed so oh, that was kind of cool yeah and uh, it was it was just it was just a cool site I took some pictures of it and maybe I'll post it on the Instagram page so the reason for going there was to see Chris Cornell's grave because Chris Cornell was a big part of uh, my life musically I liked a lot of his music and he was a you know overall good person and it was really sad when he passed away And I wanted to pay my respects So I got to go there I also saw saw Joey Ramone So that was kind of cool Well, I mean, not him, I, I, the ghost of him You know, also got to see Burt Reynolds So that was cool That I, I didn't realize he was in there So when I got there, it was like Oh, hmm
1: Yeah, may as well stop by for a tea
0: Yeah, I mean, I had to say, you know had to say something to the bandit, you know. So it was awesome. Uh, were there
1: were there any, uh, and I'm I'm sure the answer is yes. But any that stuck out to you? Were there any aesthetically neat headstone designs that you happened to see there?
0: Well, Joey ramon is a is a statue of him. Yeah, like playing guitar. You know, there was there was a couple statues there of people that like I've never heard of. So they've been there for a while. Because, I mean, I'm old, but they were much, much older. There was one that was all in a different language. I don't know what language it was, but it was, there was lots of plants and, and stuff. So it was kind of interesting. In the middle, there's this big building that's on this. It, there's like a moat around it and a little bridge. And I can't remember who was in there, but I mean, the building was really cool and it was big. And I mean, I don't know that I think that they must have put the cemetery around this guy (laughs) Hmm. like he was he was like some important guy or whatever. But it was a cool, interesting place. You know, it was very peaceful, but like the amount of ducks and geese and shit, there was shit all over the place. It it was kind of disgusting how much shit was there.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anytime you have some kind of waterway. And there are migratory ducks and birds and geese. Yeah, you're you're dealing with some of the most disgusting surfaces on the face of the planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that part was gross, but everything else was cool. And I would highly recommend going to see it if you ever get the opportunity.
1: So the itinerary is stop by early in the morning, go to Randy's Donuts, get my donuts, leave them in the car, go on a hike through Hollywood Cemetery, avoid all the geese and then come back and have my yeah avoid the geese and the goose shit that kind of goes hand in hand and then once i'm done paying respects to statues all over the place come Mm -hmm. back and have my randy's donut that i've left in the car that has been baking in the sun so that it tastes just like it came out of the oven and then call it a day and go home
0: well i mean i wouldn't go home i would do other things but
1: OK, well, I mean, we, we could always add on to that itinerary. I just, yeah. wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that we've got like a running thing here.
0: Well, I will say if you're going to a concert or something, some event at night, again, it's good to get donuts in the morning. And then when you're on your way back and you need that little surge, having those nice, like still warm donuts in your car, like at 1130 at night is fucking fantastic. It was the best idea So I highly recommend it. But one of the other things I got to do out there was go to the Funko Pop shop on Hollywood in Hollywood. I think it was Hollywood Boulevard. Like the place was really cool that they have life size, life size statues of all the different Funko Pops, you know, so it's kind of cool. They have it where you can sign up and make your own Funko Pop of yourself. So I went. And made a Funko Pop of myself and made a little Mao with it. Nice. So I have Ace King Andy and the Mao Funko Pop. And, you know, it's funny because you you go through the process and you make your own Funko Pop. And you can get whatever items you want that they have to put on your Funko Pop. And you you name it. And then it goes, do you want to add on anything else? And then it gives you the option for a pet. And so I went through and scrolled and I was like, oh, yeah, pet, pet. Okay, yeah, I'm adding Mao. boom, he's done. And then I realized after the fact, I'd already put what I wanted as the name in there. I didn't put Mao. So as soon as I realized this and after I was already gone and so so you, you basically go, you get it done and then you like, have 30 minutes until it's like ready so you can go so went and got some food and then came back and as soon as I left originally I was like I didn't put Mal's name on it and that really kind of bummed me out so like when I went back to pick it pick it up I'm like hey is there any way to change the name because like I added the pet after you name it or before yeah after you name it so I didn't like i couldn't go back and add his name to it after i already did that and they're like yeah it's no problem it's just a sticker okay so when they so they took it i saw i saw it like in in my hand and it was really cool and then they took it away and then when they brought it back they showed it to me and mal's names on it and i see this little cat in there and it's just like i got emotional like really <laughs> emotional about it because it's just like mal is like, like mal's my kid you know and I never wanted kids and you know Mal is like my one of my best friends so like you know to have him in there and then his name on it it just I don't know I got really emotional about it and I just you know I was excited to to get it home and then be like look Mal it's us (laughs) and I know he doesn't give a shit and he's like oh a box I'm gonna rub up against it I'm gonna bite it you know he doesn't get it but It's just, he's, he means so much to me. He's, he's my family. So to have that, to have him represented that way, it just, it was cool. So I will say I wasn't, when I went into the Funko pop and saw that they were doing that at first, I was like, huh, that's interesting. I don't know if I'd ever do that to like, you know what, I'm here. When am I going to be back here? I don't know. I'm going to just do something fun. And I did it. I'm so glad I did. I am. I, and it's really cool. And I highly recommend if you ever go to Hollywood Funko's pop store, or I don't know if they have it at any other stores that they have or whatever, but it's very fucking cool. I highly recommend doing it.
1: It sounds pretty cool. It was good that they were just like, yeah, no problem. It's just like a sticker instead of being like, nope, you know what? You have to pay for this one and then you pay for another one because having that name on a box is going to cost us, you know, it cost them 12 cents. But they're like, no, no, mm-hmm. you got to play for the whole thing over again because fuck you, that's why. And you're like, yeah. no, that's cool. We'll just go ahead and do it. Take it away from you. Add the sticker onto it. Call it good. And there you go. Now you have your box that uh, Mao puts his special little uh, tokens on by nomming at the corners and rubbing mm-hmm. up against it. So stamp of approval.
0: So, yeah, highly recommend doing that. Just since the last time I saw you, I've seen Mastodon, Opeth, Deftones, Gajira, Pearl Jam twice, Royal Blood, Limp Biscuit. So that's a lot of shows since you were only here a couple, like a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shows. And it's like one of those Sesame Street things of like one of these things just doesn't belong.
0: Yeah. What? <laughs> Limp Biscuit?
1: Yeah. I think that one kind of doesn't fit with the other bands.
0: No, it doesn't. But it's like this. All these bands that we grew up with are getting old. They may never tour again. So, you know, they're a part of my youth growing up. I've seen Limp Bizkit before. They put on a great show. And, you know, everyone got older. Everyone isn't as dumb as they were when they were fucking in their 20s. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, if I was Fred Durst back in the day when Fred Durst was Fred Durst doing Fred Durst things... I'm sure, you know, we'd be the same way or similar or whatever because you we, would Fred Durst we have, as well. We would Fred Durst as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean Absolutely. Dude,
1: dude, I I am not arguing that at all. If you had yeah. the Fred Durst fame and the Fred Durst lame beard and the Fred Durst hat and the Fred Durst talent and the Fred Durst accessibility, I would absolutely Fred Durst it up with the best of them.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like you're you're young you're stupid you have a ton of money you have women throwing themselves at you you know you're headlining fucking huge ass tours making boatloads of cash and it's just like yeah you would be a dick because you'd feel like entitled to everything yeah
1: you would fred durst
0: it i you love how fred we made,
1: we've made fred durst an actual verb and an adjective as well as a proper noun all in the span of like five minutes i love it okay
0: well you know (laughs) we're doing things for science and that's right trailblazers no i'm right there
1: with you man like it's uh, no judgment at all for even going Um, to see him or him being him it was just like you've got all these specific bands and then fred durst or um limp biscuit coming out of left field here that hasn't had like a big hit except for you had mentioned this a while back in a few podcasts ago. That They had come out with a brand new album And there was a single with it And he has fully embraced Like being dad bod Fred Durst And Mm. I just find it funny Because well of course he did Because he's fat middle aged white guy Fred Durst Instead of early 20 something Douchebag hip hop basketballer Wannabe Fred Durst Then it's the circle of life And it was just I'm right there with you He's doubling up on Fred Durst exactly yes he's He's like well worked for me once may as well keep it going i'd do the exact
0: same thing he's like i'm gonna fred durst this shit out of this (laughs) i'm fred durst of course i'm gonna fred durst this shit up i'm gonna fred durst square this shit (laughs) you know and and when he he's when they're in their 60s or whatever and they're doing you know other fred Durst shit he's gonna be like i'm gonna quadruple this shit um i will say this though they put on a great show they were They were positive, you know, for the most part. And at two different times in the show, he pulled up a kid from the crowd to sing with him. And the one kid and on the second song did so well that he's like, nah, man, stay here. And he fucking let him sit on the lazy boy and fucking reclined him for the next song. (laughs) You know, and it's just like that made that probably made that kid's fucking year, you know. He's definitely got stories to tell, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, you know what, maybe with old age, you know, Fred Durst is dialing Fred Durst down a fucking peg. It could be.
1: Yeah, it might be like, you know what, I've Fred Dursted enough. It's time Mm. for me to Fred Durst a little less and be more like Fred Durst instead of Fred Durst.
0: Yeah, it's going to be like Fred Durst light.
1: Right. Yeah, like low carb, uh, no hangover (laughs) the next day. Fred Durst
0: diet Durst. (laughs) I love it. Oh, fucking sorry, Fred Durst. No, I'm not <laughs> sorry at all. This this was <laughs> a great conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the opening acts for Limp Bizkit, though, was called Young Gravy. Y-U-N-G Gravy. And we were talking about Dave from the show, Dave and yeah. everything. Uh, little Dicky. This guy was a little Dicky light. I'm not kidding you. He was he was like mini wiener is what he he should have been because he was so like like the beats and everything sounded just like fucking little dicky and and it's just like it's the same like yo 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 pop tarts honey farts like like stupid shit like that it's just it was i'm like this is this is mini wiener i mean he had the like the hair and everything it was just like it was like a knockoff it, w- it was like was Christmas was it fucking <laughs> oh uh, yeah
1: like kirkland brand little dicky i fucking love it
0: yeah it's awesome <laughs> okay uh switching gears we 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 have to talk a little bit about what just fucking happened okay okay, okay. i'll prepare for it okay so going in to the NHL playoffs and Michelle, you could probably turn the fucking episode off or you want to wait till the end for the little like after credit spoiler that we give fine, but I'm just warning you now, this is going to be a little bit of hockey
1: hockey as far okay. as the
0: horizon goes. Yes. Okay. So hockey, the penguins, they push in to the NHL 2022 Stanley cup playoffs. It's exciting. It's like, yeah, we got into the playoffs for 16 years. Great. We're going to be done in the first round because you know what? The Rangers are going to fucking walk all over us. We're going to look like fucking stupid, fucking like I forgot how to hockey player player. So like whatever. First game, we played two games one night <laughs> and somehow we managed to win it. And you know what? I was like, wow, we, we actually squeaked one game out of them. That's going to be fucking that's awesome. At least we won one because like I was like, we're going to be done in four, maybe five. That was yeah. my prediction. What happened next surprised the fuck out of me. Well, the second game not so much because I expected you know us to just whatever, but like after that, it's just like holy shit! Like we're up three one. We look decent, but the one thing that fucking I didn't realize until like the third period of that game that Crosby got a high hit and was out of the game, and I seriously think that if Crosby doesn't get injured that game ends with us winning and it's, it's, it's over. Like, but I think them knocking Crosby out and us not knowing what to do without Crosby and, and like, it's not like we can't, we couldn't have won. We should have won. I mean, and whatever happened at the end of game seven, you know, with the helmet helmet gate and whatever, I don't know. It, it's, they exceeded my expectations because they won more than one game but yeah. it's also disappointing to be up 3-1 and lose a series to i mean the rangers are good i'm not disputing that they're good they they're good but they're also young so like they didn't have that playoff experience to like get them over that hump we just fucking handed it to them yeah so. i'd buy that so it was what happened in this
1: series that i think annoys a lot of penguins fans isn't that they just lost it's that the team gave the fans hope before Mm -hmm. they lost that's the key yeah like you said going into this just looking at on paper before the series even started we were all pretty much of the same mind that penguins might squeak out one or two wins maximum two at the Mm -hmm. most one win, we should be happy with that because it wasn't a sweep because New York, especially with Shesterkin in goal, looked really, really good. They looked better than the Penguins did. And Penguins didn't have Jari. So we were relying on Casey DeSmith and career AHL bum Louis Deming. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the Rangers were just going to shell those guys and shot ratios being what they are. A whole bunch of them are going to go in. Mm-hmm. and we were going to, the Penguins were going to lose the series. Yep. That was a foregone conclusion. To your point, like, yeah, we had the triple overtime two games in a row where Casey DeSmith just wrecks his uh, core muscles and needs to be out for surgery. So we are reliant upon career AHL bomb Louis Domingue and never played an NHL game in his entire career, Alex Dorio. They are what they are. We Mm -hmm. have no core goaltending pipeline. We traded them all away, but they looked good. The the penguins looked really, really good. Mm -hmm. They made some dumb mistakes as usual because they're the penguins, but they ended up coming back and exceeding expectations. And between, uh, Gensel and Crosby and a couple of the other bit players, it looked like the penguins could turn this around and actually steal the series. Yeah. That was the key winning the series. It wasn't, it wasn't going to be a win. It was going to be stealing it from a team that deserved to win Yeah, because yeah. the Rangers deserve to win that just based on, again, looking at what the papers paper. said paper. Yeah, to your point, they're a young team. They managed their entire management chain managed to rebuild a team in record time mm-hmm. be, from being missing the playoffs to playoff contenders. That, process usually takes four or five years sometimes even more than that they had what two and they turned it around and they're back in they're back in the game baby they're ready to roll and they showed it to your point they had three the penguins were up three games to one there's the hope holy shit the penguins might actually steal this series we the pens might actually see the second round this is going to be incredible I can hope again. I can cheer for these guys. And then loss after loss after loss three in a row to knock out the series. They had more than enough chances to close this. They fucked it up repeatedly. Dumb mistakes. That's that's even before we get to Marcus dipshit Pedersen. He's fucking terrible. Like we've been banging this drum for seasons now. He's fucking terrible. He has a terrible contract. Nobody is taking that. Because nobody wants him on the team. He makes stupid decisions. He's like an eight-foot lanky-ass giant who does dumb shit every game. And for him in a playoff game to whine about his bucket being taken off, so fucking what? Either go and pick it up or get your ass to the bench immediately instead of whining to the refs. Because you know what happens in playoff games? The refs don't care. The Mm -hmm. refs have been atrocious this entire season, regardless of which team you're cheering for. Everybody bitches about the refs because they're fucking terrible, but there's no other option. We tried that. We had scabs come in when they banished the, uh, the, the ref union. And it was even worse. There is no alternative. We're stuck with these dipshits. So complaining to the refs while a play is going on, you didn't see the penalty. No, they didn't see the penalty. So it doesn't fucking matter. Get off the fucking ice. You giant goofball. Yeah. No, he waves and whines and cries and then decides to skate off while Lafreniere is like, haha, I fucked you over. Guess what? If you're not cheating, you're not playing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he did. He beat Pedersen at being sneaky and Pedersen gallops over to the bench and my favorite player ever, Latang, comes in as a replacement and promptly fucks it up because that's what he does. Yeah. So, yeah, without that stupidity on Marcus Pedersen's part, that game seven, that goal doesn't happen and maybe they continue to win, but the fact of the matter is That was too late already. They had two Mm -hmm. games prior to that one to close it out and win, and the Penguins still fucked it up. So they didn't steal the game. This is, as the universe had decreed, the Penguins just had a couple of extra games in there. Mm -hmm. Paper stats said the Rangers were always going to win, and they did. They won the series. Penguins gave the fans hope, and when they snatched that hope away by being incompetent, that's where people get pissed off. If If the Pens just got swept, sure it would suck whatever just watch the rest of the playoffs or they won the, the overtime game that was great that was two games in one six periods of hockey absolutely signed my ass up yeah you won that game even better that was a good closeout for that game that was incredible won that game you stole it from them cool now the series is four to one or yeah four to one. Oh mm-hmm. uh, well well that was cool While well, it lasted on to the other playoff games yeah now the penguins ended up giving the, the fans hope and then snatching it away. So that's why people are so pissed off.
0: Yeah, there's that. And then, okay, so we have this core group of Malkin, Letang, and Crosby who are probably going to be disbanded this offseason. I mean, Crosby's staying. I don't see Crosby leaving, but I mean, I see Letang going somewhere for a lot of money, even though I wish he wouldn't. I wish he would just stay here, take the hometown discount and hope that we can like get some youth in here and some hungry people to fucking do the things that we need. Malkin, I think Malkin could take less and stay here, but I mean, why, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I mean, it's a point where like they've played their entire NHL careers together. Of course, Crosby is the number one priority. You don't have the penguins without Crosby. Mm -hmm. I don't think they want to deal with another Gretzky being traded to the Kings kind of scenario. Like what would happen if you put, uh, and I I think um, SDPN, uh, the Steve Dangle podcast network, they always joke about having Sidney Crosby being traded to um, Colorado so that he can play with McKinnon because they train in the off season. So that's like a joke. Like what happens if he gets traded over to Colorado? Of course it's not going to happen. It's just a goofy thought experiment, but you don't have the penguins without Crosby until he retires. Once he retires, then there's a different penguins identity when mm-hmm. crosby was drafted mario lemieux passed the baton to Sidney crosby yeah now Sidney crosby gets to pass that baton on to somebody else is that gensel i don't i don't know i certainly don't think so gensel's not a generational talent like that baton has been passed around but right now it looks like he's the next face of the future unless some miracle happens and uh Bettman skews the lottery in our in the penguins favor again and There's a generational talent. Somehow we get Connor Bedard. Never Hmm. going to happen, but but, like that whole conspiracy cracks me up. The other two with Latang and Malkin, Malkin, I can absolutely see taking a hometown discount and being like, you know what? We've been buddies this entire time. We know how each other plays. Let's just ride this out into the sunset. At least, at least the next, was it three years that Crosby is under contract? Mm -hmm. Take a three year contract ride it out with him. Malkin's got a solid future over in the KHL if he wants. So three years, once Crosby decides what he wants to do, then Malkin will follow or he just goes over there. Latang, he's going for, um, for term. I, the number that I saw was he was looking for like four years plus at this. I'm like, dude, you're not fucking worth it. I hear again, well, okay, well then who do you replace him with? Who else is going to be that good of a player in that position? My answer is who fucking cares? Honestly, he takes up so much money that can be spent elsewhere to bolster the lines. Penguins, your defense fucking sucks with him or without him. He mm-hmm. is just as much of a liability as he is a good defenseman. So who fucking cares who yeah. is going to replace him? Get anybody in there. Let the money fall where it may and get Latang. Ship him out. Let somebody else overpay for him. Oh, he's part of the core and he's been here forever. Yeah, I know. I've cheered against him
0: all these years because he's a fucking douche. Well, I think just going back to Malkin, I don't know if the war would have anything to do with his decision as well. Because like, yeah, he can go back to the KHL whenever, but I'm sure that like he'd want to stay here for longer. And I mean, obviously, if there's a war going on and like, you know, the world is basically being like, sorry, Russia, we're not having this, you know, you're going to have to do everything yourself, you know? So maybe that will like influence him at all. I don't, I don't know. It it Uh, may be, but I
1: think one of the things that would have to weigh into that conversation that we just don't know about is he's not just some random Russian dude that gets mm -hmm. pulled in there into the Russian confederation. Like there are uh, striations or stratifications of citizenship over there. He's not just going to be some hockey dude that plays in a bum team. No, he's one of the like oligarchic elite over there. People are going to throw bucketfuls of money at him to come and play in his homeland. He might, might hear about what's actually happening in the war if it's still going on at that time. Otherwise, he's going to be completely insulated from it. He's going to be taken care of. There's not going to be, he's not going to be waiting in any fucking bread lines for his food. Like he's going to be treated as basically royalty over there. So yeah, his decision to go over there. Sure. I mean, the economy might be in shambles. Some of his, um, there might be the protections that he might have are no longer there because some of the systems crumble. Who knows? Those might be valid things that happen in three years time. But if we're looking at it right now and his contract is up and he's fuck it, I'm going over there. I'm going back home to be with the rest of my family where people are going to throw their panties at me on the ice instead of hats when I score a hat trick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, he's got it easy. And that that decision, I I think that barely the war and its status
0: comes into play there. Well, regardless, I mean, it's going to be sad to see any of them go. Not Latang. <laughs> well, <laughs> I
1: I I would agree it would be sad to have Malkin go because my big fat Russian boyfriend has annoyed me for years. And I love both cheering for him and yelling at him when he does something fucking stupid, like the Malkin hat trick.
0: But I really feel that the Penn's ownership and management should really focus on the future and not just holding on to the past. So if Latang and or Malkin is going, I, I, to me, your focus should be on rust. He's the more youthful of them all. He's producing you know, better than, than them. So like, why would you let him go? I mean, yeah, he's going to command money, but doesn't he kind of deserve it? It depends. I mean, so Malkin is still a point
1: per game player. That's not something to sneeze at. That's uh, significant. So whatever he wants, as long as it's not, you know, Connor McDavid money or John Tavares money, like, okay, he gets, he gets a discount. He comes back. He plays with Sid. We're good to go. Latang, piss off. Uh, go to Montreal who will overpay you for whatever. But um, Rust, I can see the detractors will say that he is a product of Crosby. His numbers are inflated because he is uh, served with Crosby. I will absolutely give you that. Are they excessively inflated? That I don't know. I think he is good enough to be a top six player on pretty much any team in the NHL. Mm -hmm. He's not immediately, I mean, he's, he's 30 years old. So by saying he's the more youthful of the bunch, not by much, like he's not some 24 year old, like Jason Robertson, who just came on and is you know bedazzling the entire NHL because he's just incredible with where he is. We're not like talking Robertson versus Pavelski here. And that level, this is like two to three years difference. Sure. Sometimes that may make a difference, but when you're looking at the North side of 30, not so much. That's, those are still the decline years, regardless of who you're talking about. So, depending on what offers he gets, I think, is there a lowball offer in, in his future? Probably. And he'll probably look at what the, uh, the market will pay for him. He might be back. But if somebody is going to throw like a $7 million multi year offer at him, he'd be stupid not to take it. Because, yeah. what else? I mean, he's going to look out for himself. Absolutely. It's the same thing with uh, with Benino. I had that feeling when Benino left, like as a free agent, dude. You just had a spectacular playoff series, and to be honest, you're not all that good. Like you as yourself, you centered mm-hmm. a specific line that elevated. It was it was it elevated all of you. The the um, sum was greater than the individual parts itself. Yes. So you each made each other better, and then when he left, he grabbed that bag. He got that <clears throat> money. He got fucking paid. And he never produced that much again. No. Cool. I'm not blaming him at all. The same way I would do the same thing with Rust. Dude, go grab that money, earn that. If you've got term in there and you're getting north of five, go with God. Like get that money, go in there. And who cares how good you are after that? I still think he has it in him again to be a top six player. Yeah. But he's uh he has the ability like Kunitz did, where mm-hmm. you can slot him in with pretty much anybody on top two lines on any team in the nhl and he will produce just as much sometimes yeah he goes through slumps where he doesn't score a goal for 30 games or whatever it fucking sucks and happens to everybody but he's a he's a kunitz style utility player slot him Mm. in with your best guy he'll knock it out of the park slot it in with your second or third best guy he'll still be serviceable he'll still put up those points and he'll be really good at it just Maybe not as good as putting it up with Sidney Crosby or Austin Matthews, you know, that kind of thing. Is, is he the future of the Penguins? No. Rust isn't the future of the Penguins. If they can give him a comparable uh, AAV in term, then cool beans. Keep him here
0: in Pittsburgh. I love to see the guy play. I mean, yeah, I would just like to keep him. I don't want to get rid of him. I don't want him to go anywhere. Yeah. I, I feel that if Latang leaves and if Malkin <laughs> leaves, like, who do we have? Gensel and Crosby.
1: And um, like, Jeff Carter. We have Jeff Carter locked up for until the end of his life, apparently.
0: Yeah. Okay. But like, I, I mean, Jeff Carter is cool and all, but I mean, he's not, oh. he's not Brian Rust. So, yeah, it is a question of the rebuild is
1: coming. It's not a retooling, guys. The rebuild, rebuild is coming. When do you want to bite that bullet and do it? Because you can do it right now, you might keep two of your core and build around the next generation for them to get the playoff experience, get the, um, mm. I don't know, paternal advice from those guys, which is funny to say coming
0: from the city, mentoring.
1: Yeah. The the mentoring from those guys that have been there through the trenches and then start backfilling with younger people. We don't have the, the penguins don't have a prospect pool at all, but you can still pick guys off of other teams come uh, free agency. That's one thing. The penguins management has done in the past not so much mm. this year but in the past um mm. they've been able to snipe really good players off of other teams i have yet to be impressed by raquel i think that was a mistake on the order of the zucker trade where we were pissing away assets for very very tiny if any gains zucker's been a bust that was a, a um first round pick. glass <laughs> yeah we we got rid of um Kalen Addison and a first round draft pick for Zucker that is so lopsided. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got rid of uh, Zach, ass and Reese for Raquel. Notice how shitty the, the penalty kill has been without Zach, ass Reese, Zach, ass and Reese. Isn't a great hockey player. He is a great elite fucking penalty killer. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of the tops in the league stats show that. Well, when you get rid of a guy like that, he doesn't put up points. What he does is he prevents other guys from having points. So yeah, he goes and then the penalty kill fucking just Thanks. craters. Yeah. And so, yeah, Raquel was a, a big name and maybe the Penguins re-signed him. And what I, I still think that wasn't a worthwhile trade, gave up too much for him, and it will absolutely come and bite the organization in his ass because I don't think Raquel is as good in this system as it was made out to be. Do you bite the bullet and go for the full rebuild now and go through the painful couple of years of missing the playoffs and tanking this is fucking a Sidney Crosby team tanking, which sounds just stupid, but do you tank for some good draft picks to restock that cupboard? You got to well, do I mean, it at
0: one point or another. At one point, at some point or another, we're just going to be bad. You oh know? yeah. it's It's just going to happen. I mean, we're going to have, ahl players as our fucking starters and that's it yeah uh, i i'm glad that i've been a penguins fan my entire life and have seen everything that i've seen we've seen all the cups we've seen some of the best players come through and play for our city and you know what i fucking love it lemieux Yager, crosby you know you you just there's been so many good players so we've been so lucky and there's been a lot of times it wasn't so good, but we still stuck with it because fucking we love hockey and we love the pens. We we yeah. love the logo, you know? Yeah. You, so, you
1: go through the high uh, points, you go through the Rico Fata and Dick Tarnstrom points.
0: Yes. And and yes, we're we're getting to that point. I hope that the new management sees this, recognizes it, and does something about it. It's like we want to be competitive. We, you have Crosby and if you keep Malkin or Letang or whoever else, it's like, you still have a bridge, you know, you know, you don't, you you gotta, you gotta have
1: something to cheer for. Yeah. And not ironically, like when you went to go see the fucking generation X years, you went there because it was cheap tickets, cheap beers Mm -hmm. and stadium nachos. The yes. product on ice was ass. So you weren't ass. cheering for them. It was mm-hmm. like you gave them the old Bronx cheer when they actually did something good. Mm-hmm. Well, do you get to that point or not? No, let's not get to that point. Let's still go when Crosby and Malkin are there where you can cheer for them, even though they're like New Jersey Devils. Yeah. So that level of team, where like, mm, the future doesn't look promising. They're not going to make the playoffs again this year. They're still entertaining. You still cheer for them. And then you do what the fucking Rangers just did. And you turn that window around super quick by trading away assets and getting draft picks and drafting well, scouting well, getting all that shit in place so that you can get people like Lafreniere and Keandre Miller and folks that are going to really be your next core of go-getters. Yeah. I just said fucking go-getters like an 80-year-old dude. You whippersnapper. Yep. And I didn't do it. Ironically, I did it like full bore authentic. Those those go getters out there. They're out there getting the stuff.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, speaking outside of the penguins, one good takeaway from this playoffs would be the Boston Bruins. Aha. Eliminated in the first round. I'm just going to say, I was so excited for that loss of theirs. Now, Bergeron, is he gone? Is he retiring?
1: Mm, I don't. He's never going to play I, for another I mean, team. Like, I mean, there's, the, he's not going to sign anywhere else. He's Boston no. through and through. Does he go with a two? He's not going to go for term either. Two year contract at most, I think. I think there's enough there in the Boston team that they will continue to go
0: for at least another two years with the people that they have there right now. Look, I mean, I watched the game and watched the end of it. It, I mean, he was doing the like hugging his teammates and everything, like it was thinking like his last game. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not disputing that he's a decent player, I, I don't necessarily like him specifically for the sweater that he wears, but also the Fred Durst of hockey, Brad yeah. Marchand. Yeah, is he gonna Fred Durst longer or is he gonna like, Fred oh, Durst he's still so like.
1: Bad he's still got it in him. He's, he's going to continue on. See, I think Boston is in a better place because they have folks like, um, Pasternak and mm-hmm. McAvoy, like they've got younger guys that are still with that team that have been with that team for a long ass time.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're,
1: they're losing some players. They lost Chara. They lost Krejci. There are guys that have been part of the Boston identity for years and they drop off here and there, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. I can be convinced that Chara was a bigger part of the Boston identity than I think he was because he's a fucking nine foot tall giant of a man who's yeah. an asshole on ice, but apparently a saint off the ice. Sure. I have trouble. Trub- I, I would absolutely disagree if anybody said that it is easier to see Bergeron or Marchand retire or be traded to a different team or sign with a different team than it was for Chara to go off to a different team. I think it was easier for him to move than it and Krejci to move than it was than it would be to see Bergeron or Marchand oh, in a different oh jersey. I think they're yeah. Boston through and through. I think that Bergeron will retire. I don't think it's this season okay. or, or this off season. I think he's got probably one more like a last hurrah in him, one or two more years. That would be my initial, completely uneducated guess.
0: I. I, I... I want them both to retire. I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done seeing them on the ice. I've had my fill. No, the rat, I, the rat's going to be lo- around for a while longer. I fucking, I mean, I'm <laughs> fucking Fred Dursting all the time. I, I I want okay. Of the remaining teams, I mean, I know who you want to probably win: Florida Panthers. I, I which would. I'm like rooting for some, them.
1: I appreciate that, but Jesus, they forgot how to hockey.
0: Is it really in their head that much that they can't score on the power play that they can't score other, you know, elsewhere? Like that, I mean,
1: that is absolutely a coaching problem. That is, they have the tools on that team to go and get those dirty power play front of the net because we know all too well how that works. That's Patrick Hornquist. They have him on he, the the Panthers and that's what he did. He made an entire career out of standing in front of the goaltender and smacking his glove with the puck in it so that the puck goes into the net. Like he gets those dirty goals. He's dirty. And they're not playing them. What they're doing is they have everybody on the outside, which granted worked for the last 3 weeks of the regular season. All of the shooters on the perimeter. Huberdeau, Duclair, Barkov, they're out on the perimeter and they're shooting from far away hoping for that blind goalie clear corner something. They're either missing wide or they don't have any screen in front. So when the last three weeks of the regular season, they played shitty teams. Well, of course that's going to work on shitty teams. It doesn't work when you're in the playoffs. And yeah, at this point right now, 0 for 25 on the power play throughout the playoffs. They are looking atrocious. Add on that Mackenzie Weger has become a fucking pylon and has actively lost them two of these games. One in the previous uh, series, one in this series where a stupid boneheaded decision that he made resulted in a goal less than three seconds later, Mm -hmm. absolutely falls on his shoulders. He is 100% to blame for losing the games at those times. Nobody's going to say that except for assholes in the media and dipshits like me, but it is 100% true. He lost those games. Now he wasn't the reason why they lost because there are other players on there that in a better world can actually shoot the fucking puck and score a goal. They just didn't. If they shot and scored, then it would be a different story. But the games as they were right then and there, Mackenzie Weger lost of the last games, last two series that they played directly resulted in two losses. He gets two L's right on his big fucking forehead. And yeah, that's uh. I don't know, man, with the way I fucking hate it too. I, with the way that Tampa's flying a three
0: peats incoming. I fucking hate them so much. And I know <laughs> I, I want them to lose. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I don't want to fucking say it. I don't want those words to escape my mouth. I don't want them three peating. I'm done with them.
1: Yeah. They, they've become, they're not public enemy. Number one in the, in the NHL that goes to uh, Vegas golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not far behind. No. There, at least, at least with people that know hockey, that excludes the TNT fucking commentators because they're slarping that clock so hard, um, because they're fucking TNT commentators. They're mm-hmm. fucking terrible, um, and the ESPN uh, Plus commentators again, absolutely shitastic. But yeah, it's um, I, I don't. I think they'll be able to take out the Panthers, and it looks like it's going to be a fucking sweep if the Panthers don't realize that they can actually put the puck into the net at some point during the game, because uh, all they've been doing is getting that in during the warmups. And I don't think Carolina is going to put up that much of a fight against them. I just don't see it. Will they run into somebody in the West that stymies them? Eh, Maybe, but then again, you've got who are the, the ones in the West that even have a chance. That's Colorado and um, Calgary.
0: St. Louis. St. Uh, Louis looks good.
1: St. Louis did look good last night, but uh mm. I don't I don't see them winning that series. I think that there is enough, especially with Bennington and net. I don't think I don't think he has what it takes anymore. Um, and they're still riding him as their their goalie. Um Goal tender. Yeah, or their backup. Fuck, I forget what his name is.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. He was him.
1: he was the one that tried to he basically stole the uh position from Bennington during the regular season. And then I don't know if he got injured or was just put to backup. Whatever his story is, Bennington is back in, and I they're writing him because of his name. I don't think he's going to be able to push past this round. There are way too many good players on Colorado, regardless of how shitty their goaltending is. I think that um, Colorado is going to be able to statistically turn that tide. Yeah. And then the same thing with um, the other Western uh, Conference games of... <laughs> What was it 13 fucking goals scored the other night? No flames versus Oilers yeah. where you have the Oilers one line and Mike fucking Smith gets lit up constantly. And then you have Jacob Markstrom who gets in his head every time a goal goes through. So that, that is a shooting gallery. It's fun to watch because the yeah. horn's going off every like 30 seconds. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if either one of those teams would be able to hold up to the Tampa Bay shooting gallery. I know uh, yeah. I fucking hate it too.
0: Damn you hockey, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> I know it's all fucking Batman's fault. Fuck you, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Move them to like Winnipeg or something. <laughs> yeah, put so, another team in Winnipeg so they can both suck up. They there. they need they need another team. No, give them give them the Quebec Nordiques. Oh yeah, there's there's never ever
1: going to be anything up in that area again. Like Quebec, Hamilton, there's a bunch of cities up there. They're like, hey, you know what? We're Canadian and we like hockey. We have a an, uh, an arena ready to go. We can just slot them right in. We can ju- just which name do you want? Do you want the Quebec Nordiques? Do you want the Hamilton Bulldogs? Whatever it is, just blink, there it is. And the NHL is like, you have like five teams within a 10 mile radius up there. Fuck you guys. No. Pick one of them to to cheer for. Yeah. We we want to have we want to have a team in a fucking college stadium out in Arizona where ice doesn't exist and we're going to put all of our money in there or take it away from Atlanta where again, ice doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, it was a good playoffs so far minus the pens losing. Like there was a little, there was a lot of exciting games. So I'm just, I'm happy the hockey's on and I've been watching as many games as possible. I'm sad that the pens are out. I really don't want the Panthers to lose, but fuck you Tampa. And like, Just get your shit together, guys. Just put Mm -hmm. it in a fucking backpack. Take it to the shit store, the shit museum. Just get your shit together. What you've been doing on the power play, stop it. Exactly. Completely different because they fucking know what you're doing. It's like, have fun with it. It's like, it's a burden for you right now. Just have fun with it. Be spontaneous. Don't fucking try to fucking do that same shit that we were trying to do that we fucking weren't doing. So, yep. Worked well for us, guys. <laughs> yeah. Do not follow in our footsteps. Oh, well. I don't have anything else. Do you I have, anything, have anything, anything else that you would like to?
1: I had nothing to begin with, so I'm keeping mm. that trend nice and nice and flat here. Got nothing after this.
0: Yeah. You're, you're right. At this point, you're just fucking... You're just Waiting living out the heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing life at that rhythm until it slows down. Yep. So... All right. Well, this was a good time. Everyone, you have a good, good week, weekend, whatever. I don't know. Whenever you listen to this, don't pull a Fred Durst. That's right. Don't Fred Durst this up. No.